Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air, so couples worldwide can receive hope for their relationship, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. Also, be sure to call my new number, which is 720-307-7347, and leave me a message with your marriage question, and I'll respond to it on the next Marriage Steps podcast. The marriage tip of the day is express appreciation. I read a study once on 15,000 couples, and it said the number one trait that couples had who made it through stress the best were couples who expressed appreciation the most. So how often do you compliment your partner? How much do you express appreciation? How much do you acknowledge their contribution to things in your life? Probably not near as much as you should. None of us do. It's not human nature. Human nature tends to look for the weaknesses. We tend to look for the growth areas. We tend to look for how things could be better. So we need to train our mind on looking for the good. It's an optimistic appraisal style, and that usually comes from intentional writing down good things in our life and good things in our partner. So I want to encourage you this upcoming week, every day, try to catch your partner doing something you love about them or you appreciate about them, and then say it to them. It will build up your relationship, and then that will allow your relationship to weather more stress because you've built it up so well with all the compliments. The marriage joke of the day is a British man married an American woman. And on their wedding day, the man said, you look like a million pounds. And she divorced him. (laughs) Okay, the marriage message of the day is six ways to respect value differences. Six ways to respect value differences. So I'm going to be talking about marriage, but these principles can apply to family members. We have differences of, of opinion and values. It can be applicable to colleagues at work. Maybe you have differences of values. It can apply to any relationship, and I'm going to tailor it to marriage. So six ways to respect value differences. So the first one is recognize there's a value difference. When you're interacting with your partner, and you notice when you talk about certain topics, they have a different position than you, recognize the difference. Become aware of the difference. Become mindful of the difference. So you can take a mental note. Oh, we're looking at this a little different. We have a different vantage point. We have a different perspective on this topic. That's important because then you can be more mindful of what you do about that difference. If you're not recognizing the difference and you just kind of slip into a a disagreement, then that's usually when it goes wrong. And that's usually when it turns into a disrespectful interaction. So the first step is just recognize, whoa, my partner and I have a difference of opinion on this topic. That's important information. Number two is avoid feeling superior. It's very tempting when you have a difference of opinion on a value issue in your marriage to feel like your position is the better position. Your position is the more enlightened one. Your position is the one that's thought through all the stops and has thought through all the angles. And so therefore, you're more, you've arrived. Your partner hasn't quite, got, hasn't quite gotten there yet. It's easy to feel superior in areas where you have a difference of opinion. Don't do that. 
remind yourself that your opinion is no more, it's not better and not more superior than your partner's position. It's just a different position. It doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean it's superior. It's just different. So that's an important element to remain humble when you're thinking about those differences is remind yourself, just because my opinion is different, in no way does that make my opinion superior. So in my relationship, one difference in values for my wife and I is I'm much more focused on health than my wife is. So I'm really careful with what I eat. I'm really mindful of, okay, how many vegetables and fruit and lean protein and you know how have I eaten today? I'm always tracking that much more than my wife. And so it's been easy for me in the past to think that my position and my view of health and nutrition is superior than my wife's but it's not superior. It's just a different approach. It's a different position. It's a different perspective on nutrition and eating and food than my wife has, but in no way should that make me feel superior to her position. The third thing is don't try to convert your partner. So when you have a difference in position on your opinion on different values, when you have a difference of value, don't try to convert your partner into believing the way that you believe because no one likes to feel like you're trying to convert them to anything. It's a major turnoff. And so we can fall into this. If we think our position is better, we've done a lot of research on it, or we have a lot of personal experience on it, we can start feeling like, I need to convert my partner to see this like I see this. And then we start saying things to them, we start trying to convince them, and then that can feel disrespectful to them, because then they can feel like, we are coming across like their position is not valid or is not respectable, and that's why they need to adopt our position. So don't convert. Your job is not to convert your partner. And if you try to, it's probably not gonna go well, and it's gonna feel disrespectful. The fourth thing is you wanna cultivate a spirit of curiosity. So when your partner has a different value position than you do, cultivate a spirit of curiosity, and that means You wanna ask them a lot of questions. What made them arrive at this position? What's influenced their position? What's all the backstory? Most likely, they have a very valid reason why they view that topic the way they do. And it's your job to find out why they view that topic the way they do. That requires a spirit of curiosity. What's led them to this position? What's influenced it? What have they gone through in their life that's shaped the way they think about this topic? That breeds respect because then you understand more where they're coming from, why they've concluded what they have, what's influenced their position. That breeds respect and it breeds respect by asking them a lot of questions because you're curious. So having a spirit of curiosity around these areas of difference is really powerful and conveys respect. Number five is make them feel respected. So you wanna have this guiding principle of every interaction with your partner when you're talking about these topics that you have different positions on. The guiding principle is, did I make them feel respected while we we are talking about what we disagree on? Did that conversation make them feel like I respected their position even though I disagreed with it? That's the question to be asking yourself and ask your partner. When we were having that conversation, did you feel like I still respected you as a person even though I disagreed with your position? That's the goal. We wanna always convey respect to them even if we disagree on the topic. 
And sometimes we, we clump those two things together. So if I disagree with you on your position, then I'm disrespecting you and I'm acting snarky towards you as a person. And that's where we go wrong. So instead, I need to learn to respect you as a person and respond with gentleness and respect and courteousness, even when I'm disagreeing with your position. So always ask yourself that. This conversation we just had, did I make them feel respected even if I disagreed with their position? The last thing is you want to search for win-wins. The ultimate goal in marriage when you have a difference of opinion on a value or on a a topic is search for win-wins. This gets into marriage step number three, which is learning to share power. So regardless of my position, regardless of your position, if we're talking about a topic that impacts both of us, we have to strike a win-win. And that means I need to come your way a few steps to honor your position, and you need to come my way a few steps to honor my position. Because if we're both doing that, we're gonna find a win-win. And this is the Bounce the Ball tool that I talked about in other episodes. You can purchase this tool on my website under Marriage Tools. But the heart behind the Marriage Tool of Bounce the Ball is you learn to go back and forth by expressing your opinion, listening to your partner's opinion, and then you slowly work towards the center so you can find a win-win. So that's the ultimate goal because never in marriage is the goal for you to get your way and for your partner to get their way. And some topics don't overlap, so you don't have to find a win-win, but a lot of topics in marriage impact both partners. And so that's where you have to brainstorm, slow down, respect the differences, and have this heart of compromise. I want to find a compromise because I believe it's important for us both to have a voice and it's important for you to feel like I'm open to influence, just like I want you to be open to my influence. So you have to have a malleable heart, a malleable spirit, where the goal is to strike a win-win. So those are six ways to respect value differences. Number one, Recognize the value difference. Number two, avoid feeling superior. Number three, don't try to convert. Number four, have a spirit of curiosity. Number five, make it a goal to make your partner feel respected even when you disagree on the position. And number six, continually search for a win-win to honor both. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please pause right now and click the five stars. The more reviews I get, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so more people can find it. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwhitefisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it, it will start to wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.